cliffcentral.com. We've got to get to African analysis, which is always what we do on every second Tuesday. And he is standing by none other than Jean-Jacques Cornish. Hey. Hello, JJ. How are you? Bonjour. You can use my image. Oh, <laughs> God. I was worried about that. I, I, I was agonizing about whether or not we could oh. use your image. So JJ Cornish is here for African Analysis, which is brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School. We get our chance to look at what's happening in Africa. So JJ, let's get straight into it. The big story, because Ukraine, Russia has been put on the back burner. Now it's all about Israel and Gaza. How does this affect our continent? Well, you, you know that we're divided in, in, in effect on how to respond, first of all, to the outrage of Hamas's terrorism, mm -hmm. and then to the equal outrage on, on the Israeli response to it. But uh, the, the, the most dramatic is uh, Egypt, where at the Rafah crossing yesterday, the, there was bombing around the Rafah crossing. There was talk in the morning about a peace deal, not a peace deal, a truce that would allow people to go across. And then that was uh, again said. Uh, but basically, Egypt is terrified, and they always have been when there's problems in the Gaza Strip, of people pouring over that border and of them getting involved. They have the longest-running uh, peace deal with Israel in the neighborhood. And so they have not let people out until this humanitarian aid allowed in. And it's it's very, very complex so, for them. JJ, I mean, that, that, that's, yes. such a, that's such an interesting point because we very seldom hear about the responsibility of other Arab nations that are around, the, the you know, Jordan, uh, Syria, uh, Lebanon, uh, Egypt, uh, Saudi Arabia. There are a lot of these countries that border on all of this um, area of contention. And very seldom do we hear about any responsibility on their part. I mean, that, that rougher crossing has been shut, and we've got a double wall there. We've got concrete that goes 20 meters underground. We've got mm. armed guards patrolling it. There's less chance of a Palestinian getting through there than there is of one getting into Israel by the looks of things. Oh, yes. It, it, it is very, very secure. But, you know, this issue of the... the and the rest of the Arab world and their uh, obligations. Hmm. Now, the, the whole, it's believed that the whole sort of Hamas terror attack was to counter the fact that Israel, uh, the normalization of yes. relations between Israel and Saudi Arabia, they don't want this to happen. And that's why it is being said that the over response by the uh, Israelis, the bombing and the killing of uh, Gazans. Uh, is, is playing into the hands of Hamas, who wanted to end this relationship between Saudi Arabia and Israel. And of course, at the moment, that is uh, frozen. But, you know, to go to further countries where, where uh, the, the, uh, it's having a direct impact is Eritreans. Now, Eritreans fleeing their country, fleeing the fact that uh, they get uh, dragooned into the military forces until a very advanced age. I think I would be called up in Eritrea, me and my Zimmer frame, to fight <laughs> for for Azaria Saverki. <laughs> the fact is, you know, the, so the Eritreans fleeing in huge numbers, there are no fewer than 18,000 in Israel, and many of them were living in Ashkelon and places like that. So now they go there to get uh, relief or shelter, and they're being bombed again. But now they are coming and saying, our second country is bleeding. In other words, Israel. And the, of, of the those appealing for asylum, I think Israel has 
uh, accepted something like 0,1%. Hmm. So I don't know if the Israelis want the Eritreans to say this is our country. Well, or they I, seem not I, to, I heard, to say uh, that. I heard our president is saying, well, any, any Gazans who can get all the way from there to here, welcome. Open borders. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, look, I wouldn't be surprised at that happening because, um, you know, the, the thing about it is the, the historical ties between the Palestinians and, the, and, and South Africa. And, uh, you know, so when you have ties like that, Palestinians stood by us during the fight against apartheid. And so uh, it's incumbent on us to say uh, we will stand by you in, in, in your hour of need. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible situation and uh, a, a very frightening. We had demonstrations in the streets of uh, Tunisia uh, uh, yesterday, again, in support of the Palestinian people. And, you know, when that happens, don't mistake it for support for Hamas and what Hamas has been doing. And, and, and that is too often done and certainly done by the Israelis. They say, you know, think about us before you start protesting for the Palestinian people. But they are not, at the, as we stand, they are not obeying the rules of law. And they are committing uh, war crimes in, in, their, in their massive, massive bombardment of uh, the Palestinians of, in, in, in Gaza. So it's a fraught situation. And, uh, you know, to come out of that one uh, unscathed is, is, is entirely impossible. But Benjamin Netanyahu, the man who not only dropped the ball, but, you know, he's been uh, a populist leader, a strong man whose political career has been bent on dividing his people, uh, he's going to have to answer for uh, this incredible intelligence lapse, absolutely quite amazing, of one of the great intelligence services in the world. And and so, you know, it's going to, it's, this is a story uh, that is visceral and uh, is going to run and run and is going to divide friends and going to divide families uh, as it always has. So, JJ, uh, you say that the continent's divided, but are, are there other places other than Eritrea who's supporting Israel here? Anybody who's come out in in you know, sort of direct condemnation of what we saw one week ago? Well, no, there are countries that have come out. I mean, even South Africa has, has said that the terrorism is unacceptable. Yeah, but that's, like, that's, like, saying, that's like saying we don't really like bad things and cannibalism is bad. I mean, the fact that you even have to say like terrorism is bad uh, as a statement, like uh, that seems to me almost, <laughs> almost fatuous. It's like... Well, you know, but what terrorism's bad, blue. and and also, you know, sort of uh, drowning puppies is bad. It's it's like a, no, no. I mean, no, they've gone beyond saying terrorism is bad. They're saying this act of terrorism is lamentable. So, so they have condemned the act of terrorism by Hamas, and 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 a number of African countries have done that. I haven't made a list, but they have. Mm. There are countries that have uh, instead of instead of uh, just condemning the terrorism have used the Israeli response to it to make uh, sort of anti-Semitic remarks and to and and this has happened not only in Africa no, we saw it but in, around in, the world in Australia, there are anti yeah. yes in Harvard University mm. I mean for goodness sake there are countries there are people mm. waiting for any pretext to attack uh, the, the Israeli and uh, uh, to attack Jews effectively uh, not yeah. necessarily yeah. In, I mean, the, in the shape of Israel, absolutely. so that is that is lamentable too. But the the point is that by 
responding the way they have and by not providing humanitarian aid and by, for example, bombing, uh, strafing uh, a humanitarian corridor that, or a corridor that they had mentioned as uh, a place, a safe place to move from the north to the south. Uh, the, the Israelis have, are playing into the hands of their enemies yeah, in this regard. I'm not I'll, sure. I'll be very interested to see. I'm not sure. Yes. I'm not sure what they're expected to do. You know, it's kind of uh, like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, uh, as as Israel at the moment. Uh, so sit on your hands, absolutely. and then it's seen as weakness. And if you if you attack uh, what you presume are military military targets, and even one civilian is killed, you're held responsible for all of it. Um, so it's difficult. Well, it's difficult. It is very difficult. Do you know the the, the the situation here is 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 fraught beyond the telling of it. Mm. And uh, right now, I mean, the solution in Israel is not a military one. The ultimate solution is not a military one, and we know that all over with the jihadis all over Africa. The solution, and that's the mistake the French made, thinking mm. that in Mali, in Burkina Faso, mm. in uh, Niger, and other countries, the solution would be military force to break down the jihadis. That is not the solution. If you do not address the underlying political problem, you're not going to uh, achieve a, a result. And what is happening in Israel is that you're creating a new generation of hatred. Mm. And so if they, if, if they get rid of the uh, Hamas leadership this time around, well, they've got a, a new leadership that will spring up. So they've got a political problem. The whole the occupation of Palestine, yeah. one of the it's the longest occupation in modern history. Until they address that, and I mean, I go for you know the, the, the cliched old two-state solution, and uh, the the peace process in Israel has been moribund for fourteen years. So oh. you know what what has happened was horrifying, was lamentable, was was uh, without excuse. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 condemnable but the fact is uh, that we need a political solution there and and i think more and more african countries are seeing that this is what happened in our own country for all money we were going to end in tears for yeah. all money we were going to end in tears and we found a solution imperfect so, you know what has happened in the 20 years since then is something else so JJ, but the fact is yes sorry if, if i may ask a civil mark here um so yes do you think do you think hamas went out and they were just like, we're just going to renew this whole war because it's becoming too too nice. We're too close to peace. Do you think that's what do you think that's what this is? Because I think you're absolutely right in saying that they've just gone ahead and just, it's like they renewed hatred because you speak to the dad on this side who's just lost a kid. He doesn't want to hear anything that you have to say on the other side and vice versa, right? So you, you can say, I could sit here and just go, all right, cool. We're trying to get to this peace process, but you can never get there, like you said, until you take your foot off my neck, essentially, Right. Absolutely, Sibel. You know, the fact is they didn't, not because things were getting too nice. In fact, things were moving in, essentially in Israel's favor with, for example, mm -hmm. the normalization of relations with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, right. And, and so, yes, and so that is what Hamas was responding to. They had to I, stop that. And the, 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 the whole accent was on Russia and we, Ukraine, and the world was looking away from the... Uh, uh, situation in uh, Palestine, they believed they had to bring that to international attention again. Well, and then, of course, the, no, break, the no. breakdown of the intelligence uh, certainly aided them. You know, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu so desperate to maintain his own 
political status and yeah. his own political power. Yeah, and he, looked, he dropped them all. Because away. All, all of this is absolutely, you know, so so the, all of this makes it okay that 1,300 uh, innocent people were just butchered by a bunch of complete maniacs. I mean, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense at all. I yeah. mean, also there's some comments here about, uh, you know, what occupation J.J. Gaza was left alone in 2005, which is true. Israel's not sent a single man across that border since 2005. But we'll mm. have to leave it because I know there are other but, things. But, 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 gee, sorry, just, just a quick one. Just a quick one for me, uh, J.J. Maybe you can answer this for me. It's a very good question. My 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 worry or my, my, my big question in my brain here is why hasn't any of the other Arab countries opened up their gates to say, come on? Because they don't want these Gazans there. That's the simple answer. Simple, okay. There they look go. at this, they go, I don't want these people. Look at them. These, but, but, but at the same time, we're supposed to all be Arabs. Yeah. This is my point. No, it's complete hypocrisy. But, they, but they, they couldn't open their gates because Gaza is blockaded. They, they can, you know, we can open our gates. Egypt can. That's why. Egypt can. But Egypt can. But, but Egypt doesn't want them. But Egypt doesn't want to. Of course they don't want, want them, them if you want to put e it that Egypt way. looks at this and goes, do you think I want people who've been trained by Hamas or people who've been educated by Hamas since the age of six to hate Jews to come into my country? Mm. think mm. I want that. Egypt's like, no, thank you. We'll have none of that. Thank you very much. Keep them in Gaza. Wow. Wow. Isn't that right? I think, uh, well, I mean, they've got to, They've no, Egypt is wanting now to, uh, let some people in, and certainly the foreigners that are there. But they say in order to do that, you've got to allow, you cannot blockade the, Gaza and not let humanitarian aid in. When you do that, we will let people out. That's what they're saying. That's the deal that they're supposed to have made. And they said they had made it yesterday, but uh, then both sides, in fact, both the Israelis and Hamas have said, no, nobody made a deal. We wait to see what happens when uh, Joe Biden gets there. It'd be very interesting to see. JJ, I'm he's, he's there tomorrow. I'm afraid we're out of time because it's already seven o'clock. But I, I did want to talk about Yuri Museveni saying that he wants to ban garments that come from dead people. Perhaps we could save that for the next time. <laughs> well, I mean, this uh, that that Yuri Museveni is a very interesting man. He's completely nutty. He, he, there's no doubt about it, and been in power for way, way, way too long. No, I think anybody who buys their, their, their blue jeans off anything but uh, the back of a truck is being stupid, you know, is being is being duped. I mean, why would yeah. you go into diesel and pay three grand when you can pay uh, 200 rand for for an equally yeah. good and equally well-worn pair of jeans? I'm but the, the, this is a situation. They've twice done this, uh, Gareth. <laughs> twice done it and twice had to rescind it. So uh, it's very – I'll certainly save that for next time. Please. All right. I'd, I'd love to hear some more about that. All right. Thank you so much, JJ Cornish. And, of course, the African Analysis segment brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School. We'll catch up with JJ again in two weeks' time. Cliffcentral.com.